Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags. Wags, we're talking about the glamour position today, the quarterback group. Yeah, and I think we've got plenty to dig into and talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We've been all over this position ever since the shock on round one draft night uh, with the pick of Jordan Love. And certainly... It's almost a non-story for this season because Aaron Rodgers is definitely the starter. That being said, Dane, I I think there's a lot of content to talk about uh, when we talk about this position as a whole. I I know, and and you say that, you know, so when we do position groups, I mean, between the two of us, I think you and I probably follow the team as closely as most beat reporters do, but I still do some research, right, uh, ahead of time on running backs, wide receivers, offensive line, just to make sure we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's. Wags definitely did not do research for the quarterback position because I it's all-consuming for me right now <laughs> with, uh, with what they're doing. Um, so I don't know exactly where we want to dig in. There's so much to – to um to you know uh, un unravel, but I think maybe we start with Aaron Rodgers. To your point, the quarterback this season, absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, one game away from the Super Bowl last season, Aaron took us to the NFC Championship game. Wheels came off on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think everybody, uh, myself included, was thinking there's no way the Packers don't take a wideout at least in the first or second round. Uh, on draft night, you and I went live as Jordan Love gets picked. I was almost speechless. Uh, I'm still unpacking a little bit, but uh, I am confident this is Rodgers' team still. I think he's handled uh, this drafting uh, with a lot of class. Um, and I think that uh, what it really showed was a shift uh, away from what we had seen under McCarthy, uh, you know, a three, four wide out sets to more of a ground and pound. And Aaron Rodgers becomes, I don't want to say a game manager, uh, but maybe a guy who picks his spots and really can kill teams uh, with a more balanced approach on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's what's really intriguing to me. So with most of our position groups, we're looking at uh, the, the stories that we're going to get coming out of camp. And so most of those positions, we haven't really been focusing on the guys of, of those position groups because we know what those jobs are secure. And those, and it's really more about talking about some of the secondary uh, or the competitions that we'll see at those positions. Uh, that's not really the case at quarterback. Uh, however, um, when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers specifically, and we can get into the, you know, some of the uh, Jordan Love storyline and how that impacts uh, the, this position this season and beyond, it's it's interesting you talk about Aaron as as, as kind of what his role will be within this offense. Um, you know, he's never going to be considered a, a quote unquote game manager, uh, but um, clearly. This is an offense that's going to be predicated on running the football more than it has uh, maybe in any time in his career. And uh, and at the same time, we have to be facing reality. Aaron is is on the back half of his career, clearly. 
uh, just based on age, but also on performance. I'm not a big, um, you know, a believer in really reading too much into some of the, um, uh, like, the quarterback rating. It's, it, that can be pretty flawed statistic. But I, I do look at trends, and uh, Aaron's quarterback rating has been trending downward for five straight seasons. So even with a exceptional, you know, uh, touchdown to interception ratio that he's had the last couple of seasons. He's still throwing for over 4,000 yards. Uh, but um, it, it, so the story for me will be, this is also year two in coach LaFleur's offense. So in some ways you would think that might unlock some, some additional things in the past game. Um, so will it be kind of, I, th- I don't think there's going to be a ton of changes. I still expect Aaron's going to be throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game like he has the last couple of seasons. Uh, it may be situational uh, based on the opponent. So there could be some games where if they're able to just, um, you know, run the football uh, quite a bit more and they're having success with that ground game, if Aaron only has to throw the ball, you know, 20 times, and they've got a lead and, and they've got a comfortable margin and they're able to just run the clock out. I don't think they're going to be afraid to do that. So, um, or on the flip side, you know, are they able to unlock a few more things schematically in the past game this year with both Aaron and all the receivers, tight ends, um, and, and the running backs, uh, being involved in that past game, maybe getting some more, uh, screens, um, you know, up front as well. So, there's a lot of different routes that this could go uh, from an on-field performance standpoint. Um, I know a lot of folks are looking for Aaron to respond and throw 50 touchdowns this year. I don't think that's what we should be expecting out of Aaron Rodgers. I think we should just look for a lot of the same things we saw last year, hopefully a little bit more efficient, uh, particularly on uh, early downs passing and then on third down. Uh, and if he can increase his uh, his completion percentage uh, a little bit, uh, maybe his yards per attempt uh, go- comes up just a tack. Um, and uh, if he's not throwing the ball a whole lot more, I think that's just going to point to success overall uh, for this P- Packers offense. Yeah, Wags, I mean, this offense, it's really fascinating to me because, uh, dare I say, I, I, I maybe don't know uh, – I, I'm almost the jury's out even going into this year as much as it was last season because uh, we're definitely seeing a shift in personnel um, this year compared to last season. Even though Lafleur is in his second season, it's very clear that now Goody and the front office uh, are adding the pieces to this Lafleur offense and, and really shaking it up. Uh, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the lack of weapons in the passing game, but quite frankly. We didn't lose all that much. We lost Jimmy Graham, who's certainly on the back nine of his career, and then uh, Geronimo Allison. Um, so, you know, if these receivers are able to um, continue to develop, I don't really see that much of a drop-off in performance there, and I actually think that there's an opportunity for them to perform um, better, uh, certainly, than last season. So, Wags, I mean, uh, I think that Rodgers may be throwing the ball a little less, 
um, might actually end up being a good thing overall for this offense and for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what I don't want is I don't want to see a 36, 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers having to drop back 35, 40 times a game and carry this team on his shoulders. That's a recipe for disaster, I think. Even with uh, Rodgers in his absolute prime, I want to limit the amount of times that Rodgers is getting hit. I want to limit the amount of times that Rodgers has to drop back into those five- and seven-step drops. And if you're telling me uh, Aaron Rodgers this season is uh, starting to um, be able to utilize the play-action pass more and some of those quick three-step drops and then the running game and those running backs are going to take a pounding and deliver a punch to the opposing defense and Rodgers can pick his spots audible out when necessary and throw absolute daggers and the opposing defense. I think that is a recipe for success uh, for the Green Bay Packers in 2020. Yeah, and I think you're you're hitting on a, a few things. Uh, let's let's build off of that because the short pass game was never really a huge component uh, of what Aaron likes to do. Usually, the short pass game was to the receivers. Um, he would just do a quick snap toss out, uh, and it'd be kind of like a, a jailbreak screen or you know, kind of a slip. Uh, screen and they're looking for essentially, you know, three to four yards or maybe if the receiver is able to break a tackle, uh, you can pick up seven, eight yards on a play like that. And that's, that was the prototypical, you know, um, running, uh, that we would see out of, of Mike McCarthy's offense, uh, oftentimes is their run game was that short pass game to their wide receivers. Uh, last year, uh, we saw almost not only by necessity, but um, it was it was definitely a point of emphasis in camp as well that uh, Coach Lafleur really wanted to get Aaron comfortable with being able to dump off uh, passes to his running backs uh, as he's going through his progressions and let them be able to pick up some chunk yardage and get out into the open field uh, and, and have that as the safety valve. It was interesting to see, for as talented and as skilled as Aaron Rodgers is, I pointed it out several times early last season, he looked kind of uncomfortable with some of those passes. I I thought he really uh, got a lot more comfortable as the season went along, the more he was utilizing that. Um, And it seems kind of strange to say, oh, well, that's a short pass, but that's not an easy pass to make. Uh, Anybody that's uh, had to play the quarterback position and the running back position. You're, you're taking strange angles. Oftentimes you're, you're, it's a, a very much a timing pass. You have to try to, to make a short pass in a small window while everyone's on the move. Um, and it's not necessarily a downfield type of, uh, of seam pass that, that Aaron's used to, but you're, you're so right about the five and seven stuff drops as well. Um, that was something that, uh, really caused a lot of trouble uh, two years ago in McCarthy's final season uh, with a young wide receiver group uh, as Aaron had to work through some of his progressions. If if he wasn't on the same page with some of those wide receivers and they're running those deep routes downfield, um, and then things would break down. And that was where we th- saw a, a very low completion rate. Aaron's getting frustrated because he's having to face third and long uh, more often than not. And and that's what, you know, this offense under Coach LaFleur, I thought in year one, did a really nice job of of emphasizing and making sure that Aaron felt comfortable having to adjust to that. So 
I think that's something that we really could see uh, another step here in year two in this LeFleur offense is uh, that comfort level should be there now from day one uh, with his running backs. He's got plenty of weapons to utilize from that perspective. And if they're able to, uh, you know, really get this ground game going where it's, it's, it may, may not be the number one component of the offense, but if it complements the pass game and vice versa, now we're going to continue to see a lot more third and second and short yardage situations, uh, that we did, uh, in the past. And I think that we'll be able to, uh, continue to improve in those short yardage situations as well. Uh, if the defense have to respect uh, all and cover all all facets uh, of the offense um, from both downfield, but also sideline to sideline, and to be honest with you, uh, running the ball uh, in some of those situations as well. Yeah, I, you're, you're spot on, man. You you really are. And I I know folks that are listening. You know, we're talking a lot about scheme. We're talking a lot about the offense overall. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is an extension of the offense, right? The quarterback position, but particularly Rodgers and Lafleur. A lot of uh, fanfare made about their relationship going into last season. I thought that they really gelled last year. I think that there's quite a bit of trust in those two at this point and um, just, you know, overall and talking, just building off of your talk of the running backs, just uh, going just another step into it, Wags. Um, This is an offense now that's really going to be working mismatches in an NFL and in a league where, um, you know, defenses now are used to, you know, three, four talented wide receivers. So now you've got three, four talented defensive backs trying to cover, the Packers are going old school, and they're going to go and punch you in the mouth, right, with your running backs, and then um, you're going to try to get those mismatches with your running back position out of the backfield. Rodgers, if he can find those running backs, and he really started to gel, I thought, with Jamal Williams last season, uh, but if you're getting Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams out in the flat against a, uh, a pass coverage linebacker, I will take that matchup. 10 out of 10 times, I think that Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams can slip out of the backfield, make that catch, make that man miss, and pick up those big games. So I really am excited to see uh, what we're getting out of this. I think that just because this offense isn't traditional and isn't what, um, you know, that, that I think that the, the talking heads are expecting out of Aaron Rodgers, uh, it doesn't mean it's not going to work. I actually think, uh, the opposite. I think it's actually going to be very, very effective. Uh, it's just not what we're uh, used to in Green Bay. We're used to Rodgers sometimes having to sling the ball 35, 40 times, carry the team on his shoulders. This season, I just think he's going to have an awful lot of help. And I'm really, really confident that he's going to be able to adjust his game because he's one of the greats of all time. And uh, if we get a healthy Aaron Rodgers for 16 games, because of uh, this offense, or at least in part because of this offense, I am all for it. Yeah, and I think one other thing to really pay attention to is their pacing. Uh, And what I mean by that is getting in and out of the huddle, getting up to the line of scrimmage, and and, and Aaron being able to uh, have some extra time to read the defense, get in his checks, and potentially audible out of some of the plays that they have. Um, or make some adjustments at the line of scrimmage. That was something that was very much an emphasis. And some of the terminology being new for this offense for everyone last year, uh, it, it was definitely apparent that when this offense at times was clicking, they had that nice 
rhythm. And there was, a, they had a fantastic season last year. But let's not forget that there was still uh, some very noticeable uh, times throughout games where, uh, you know, this offense got a little bit stagnant. Um, you know, they would come out hot for the first possession or two, or they would they would come out of uh, halftime after being sluggish in the first half. Uh, and that's going to happen um, to any football team uh, uh, throughout the course of the season. But I, I really think that uh, that will be another point of emphasis is, you know, uh, that comfort with the terminology, with the offense, uh, you know, where everyone's supposed to be lined up. And Aaron's brilliant. You know, we know that. So the more it, the more second nature this offense is to him, uh, getting him up to the line of scrimmage so that he can, you know, make those checks and those calls is going to be all the more important. Uh, and then this offense is just humming along and has that rhythm. Uh, you can see that they're definitely uh, more productive as a result of that. Uh, keep that defense off balance. You know, you can run the ball a lot and still play with pacing, uh, you know, get yeah. up to that line. So I, I don't think they're going to be going, you know, all no huddle or anything like that or, or trying to, you know, do some of the uh, crazy stuff we see in college football. But uh, I definitely would expect to see, you know, some of the pace pick up overall in terms of just getting out of the huddle and up to the line of scrimmage. Perhaps there are some more series where we see no huddle at times, particularly uh, as we get to the end of the half uh, or maybe to start off the first series of a game uh, at times, depending on the opponent, um, just to keep uh, some of those defenses off balance and, and to try to, you know, definitely wear them out over the course of the game. Wait, is it fair to say um and I'm curious your prediction here. Um, my prediction isn't some monster season statistically for Aaron Rodgers, but I think it could be monstrous in effectiveness. I think that Rodgers is going to be remarkably effective. And, and um, my, my true belief here is that we're going to be sitting here in December or January uh, not talking about Aaron Rodgers, the MVP candidate, but maybe Aaron Rodgers, the like ultimate teammate, who has really changed his game because the great ones in every sport adjust. And I think this is Aaron Rodgers' opportunity to adjust and, and really embrace this role for, for not just this year or even next year. I actually think, and we'll get into it here because we'll talk about Jordan Love here shortly, um, I think Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer for a few seasons. And I think that this transition uh, is just his opportunity to embrace this role, take less hits, be that leader in the locker room, and still have absolutely brilliant moments on the field, but just with a little bit less responsibility uh, by design, allowing for some of the other players around him to help keep him healthy and, and to help keep this offense uh, humming along on that off day that every player, including Aaron Rodgers, might have. Yeah, and I think this is probably a good segue to, to bridge into that Jordan Love discussion, but just yeah. to put a, put a finishing point on, on what you're, you're saying, I, I completely agree. Um, Aaron, you know, he's the starter this year. And I know it's hard to separate the fact that they just drafted uh, potentially his replacement, but we're not talking three years from now, right now, this season, undoubtedly Aaron is, the guy, you, you know, so it, it's not really worth talking about, you know, in terms of who's going to be out on the field. It's Aaron, you know. Um, 
I will be curious, and not to get into, you know, armchair psychology, but how much are these guys on the same page? And by that I mean Aaron and the offensive coaching staff. Uh, does Aaron get a little gunslinger uh, in him here as he's seeing the end of, of, of his window with the Packers potentially and that writing on the wall? He's still as competitive as anyone. He wants to win games. So I, I'm not suggesting he's doing anything that's not going to put him in the best position to do so. But uh, you know Aaron has going to have as, as much confidence in his ability. And when he sees an opportunity, uh, he's going to take a shot. So does he get a little bit more devil may care, uh, you know, as things progress here? That would be interesting to see. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing him get a little bit more aggressive at times, especially in the regular season. Um, I thought that he could be a little bit conservative at times last year. So, um, you know, it will be interesting to see if that, how that develops, uh, if he throws a few more interceptions this year. Uh, is that something that's going to happen? I don't think, again, I don't suggest that he's doing it in any way because, you know, he's trying to, you know, stoke his own ego or just do what he wants to do. But it will be interesting to see how that develops uh, in the play on his on the field uh, if, if it's within the offense uh, and he's encouraged to take a few more opportunities. Um, yeah, part of it will be how much confidence he has in the guys on the other side of the play to to go up and, and make the play and win those battles. Um, I don't know that he had the confidence in some of his receivers the last couple of seasons outside Devontae Adams uh, to make those plays and make and win those battles uh, in those jump ball situations. So, you know, there's a lot of things that will go into the final, you know, tally uh, when you get down to, what what his numbers look like at the end of the season. I certainly expect they will look, uh, you know, as good as ever. But, um, you know, things could change a little bit in terms of uh, of what we see week to week and, and, and what Aaron uh, decides to try to do in terms of how aggressive he is and the opportunities he has. Um, so let me take that opportunity then to segue. Jordan Love. So... The more that I've had to think about, you know, what what that pick means, uh, the more I, I, I really appreciate what the Packers organization is doing here. Uh, folks, we need to remember that when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, there was nobody calling for Aaron to start in the first season or the second season when Brett Favre was still there. Aaron didn't get that opportunity to take over for Brett until they saw in practice that Aaron is the guy, you know, so they thought that Aaron was, was the guy and he proved and they, they said, we need to get him out on the field. And so I very much expect that that's going to be the same path that we're going to see here. (coughs) Everybody, excuse me, wants to see uh, these guys get out there and play right away, but they're going to get a long look at Jordan Love, and all it does for me is, is Jordan Love a better option than Tim Boyle this season, next season, and beyond as the backup? And is he the guy that can eventually replace Aaron? If in two to three seasons he doesn't show the coaching staff in the front office that they think he's the guy, 
they get another opportunity to draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do we see these teams and organizations that really struggle to find a quarterback? Uh, it takes them two, three, four, <coughs> excuse me, guys, uh, that they draft in the first or second round and they, they miss on their first two or three picks. Packers get to have the luxury of having Aaron Rodgers as the guy. Um, and if Jordan Love isn't his, his replacement, eventually they'll be able to have an opportunity to take another crack at, at drafting his replacement. So this is a long-term strategy. This doesn't, this isn't strictly about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers trying to motivate him. I think it's about the organization recognizing that we can get ahead of the eight ball here and uh, have a couple of cracks at this. And if we're so fortunate, and they uh, certainly, I'm sure, believe that Jordan Love is the guy, but, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So if they're, if they're needing another opportunity to take a, take a crack at, at drafting Aaron's replacement, you've got a much better chance of doing that, um, you know, by getting three years ahead of that than waiting for when Aaron's 40-41 and decides to hang it up and now you're bringing in someone brand new and putting all that pressure on a rookie uh, to to carry the franchise from day one. Wags, this was one of the most Green Bay Packer picks <laughs> that I could think of. You know, uh, in hindsight, watching this a little bit more, and um, you're absolutely right. I think you're spot on with your assessment. Um, I don't think that there's any any um, inclination that Jordan Love plays snaps. In fact. Um, Coach LaFleur signaling that the Packers are going to carry three quarterbacks this season. Um, they, they recently uh, waived uh, uh, Jalen Morton, uh, who is our fourth quarterback. So we're going to just go in with three quarterbacks here. Um, you know, I think that's an indicator that, frankly, Jordan Love might not even be the number two quarterback uh, this season and dress on game day potentially. Uh, I think what they don't want to do is they don't want to throw him into the fire. I think that this is a great opportunity for Love to um, sit and learn from one truly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, it's it's a great assessment for the Packers to be able to watch what he's doing, how he carries himself day to day. I go back and I think of um, the old stories of Aaron Rodgers just shredding the Packers' uh, defense while he was the scout team quarterback back when Favre was still on the roster, and Aaron Rodgers hyping up all these young guys on the scout team and they all had a swagger and it made the entire team better. Um, I think that uh, fans don't look at that that way sometimes, but uh, if we have Jordan Love uh, on the scout team this season and next season, potentially the third season, um, sitting there and and stoking the fire and just getting better and and, and honing his craft, um, Wags, that's going to make this whole team better as well. And to your point, uh, long-term, is is um, is Jordan Love going to be the better backup option uh, than Boyle? Uh, with all due respect to Tim Boyle, uh, he doesn't have the skill set, uh, the, the, the God-given gifts, uh, dare I say, that Jordan Love has. And so I think that from, from that aspect, it makes plenty of sense. And – I think the elephant in the room is that Aaron Rodgers has dealt with some injury issues over the past couple of seasons. Uh, last year, 
Uh, we were fortunate that we got him for all 16 games, as we've mentioned. Hopefully this season, uh, limited amount of hits. Um, but um, if we go into a two or three game stretch, do we feel more comfortable with Boyle or, or with Jordan Love? Now, I think the Packers this season would give Boyle a first crack. Uh, however, I think long term that might not be the case. Um, so all of that's to say that I thought it was a really fascinating pick. It's definitely a forward facing uh, decision, and it also speaks to the job security that Goody, Coach Lafleur, and the entire organization feels that they have right now with uh, with uh, Mark Murphy. I think that these guys are all in it together. Uh, they've got a bold move written all over them. Uh, it's not Mur- it's not uh, Murphy's first crack at having a bold move, and I actually really appreciate what they're doing here. And I think that overall, this could really work out for the Packers. And you know what? Like you said, if it doesn't work out, they get another crack in a couple years. And and um, and uh, if, if Love somehow doesn't work out, uh, he certainly wouldn't be the first first round pick in any position that doesn't pan out late in the draft. So I think the Packers shot their shot here, and now, um, you know, the speculation is going to start to end hopefully soon uh, as camp gets underway and love can start to just get to work. And uh, less articles, more getting to work. I'm all for that. Yeah, so I think that addresses the big picture. And, Dane, you touched on this a little bit uh, with the competition between Boyle and Jordan Love. But let's let's get to this season now. Yeah. Uh, with no no preseason games, what are some things that we should be looking to pick up on? What snippets should we be looking for when it comes to this backup quarterback competition and the stories coming out of camp as to whether Jordan Love's ready to step right in right away and be that number two guy and step in in case of injury to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that it was a huge indicator uh, that the Packers decided to, um, to um, uh, you know, um, part ways with, with Jalen Morton. I know that, um, that COVID and the scenario that they're working under is certainly part of it. The team had to cut to 80 instead of the usual 90. Um, and I understand that, you know, it made sense maybe to pare down from four to three, especially without them playing preseason games. But Wags, quite frankly, I think if the Packers had any intention of keeping two quarterbacks, uh, it would obviously be Rodgers and Love. Um, and then they'd probably be trying to staff somebody like a Jalen Morton on the practice squad. Um, I think the indicator that they're just going to go with these three instantly, to me, tells me that this season they're probably going to carry three actual quarterbacks, and you're not keep carrying Tim Boyle on the roster this year to be the third string quarterback. I just don't see it. I think that um, since the, uh, you know, the bodies aren't going to be flying in the preseason, uh, this really is a long-term project. The Packers view Jordan Love as, um, and, and could Jordan Love come in and play some snaps this season? Potentially, but we sure hope he doesn't have to. And I think that if, if all things are equal in a perfect world, Jordan Love spends the entire, uh, the entire season without shoulder pads on, learning his craft and Aaron Rodgers takes the Packers deep in the playoffs or hopefully to a Super Bowl. Um, but, but, you know, we don't want to see Jordan Love this year if we don't have to. Um, I think that um, they're really going to be following that same playbook uh, that the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers didn't sniff the field for a couple seasons, and I expect the same, and I hope for the same out of Jordan Love. Yeah, so I'm also going to ask you, another preemptive question to get out in front of this. So if Tim Boyle is indeed the backup this season, Dane, 
talk to our fellow Packer fans that are up in arms that Jordan Love was a bust or a wasted pick if you can't beat out Tim Boyle. Yeah, Wags, I say look at the long game on this one. Uh, I, I I say, I, I look, I've watched a ton of video on Jordan Love now. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I watched every Utah State game because I didn't, but I've gone back, watched the good. I've also watched the bad, right? And there was some bad last season. Uh, Jordan Love threw 17 interceptions. Um, but what I saw was a lot of good. Um, and, and you know what? I think that there's going to be this natural comparison for Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, but you and I are old enough to remember Brett Favre, and a lot of uh, our listeners, I hope, are as well. Um, and I'll tell you what, Jordan Love actually reminds me a little bit more of Brett Favre than he does of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm certainly not comparing the two because Brett Favre's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I will say that Jordan Love has a huge arm wags uh he's got a big arm uh he tried but but with that comes the 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 other part of far he's trying to fit that ball sometimes in windows right like that maybe aren't there he really believes in that huge monster arm of his uh he's definitely dare i say a gunslinger a little bit he definitely challenges his, the the uh, defenses uh even if the receiver isn't open uh but i think he's going to learn and that's why it's so important that you know he does we don't stunt his growth and he's not getting out there this season is i want him to learn in practice uh, that you know what it's okay to throw receivers open you don't have to just throw to the open guy uh and and it's okay to uh, uh you know to maybe uh, throw the ball away once in a while and not try to jam it in there to a guy that's completely blanketed and those are the nuances of the game that I think can be taught and I and Wags I think that's what the Packers see uh in Jordan Love is they see all of the traits are there for a leader uh, the leadership traits, but also just the physical traits are there. And I think that Coach LaFleur and company are sitting here, um, you know, rubbing their hands together uh, with excitement because they're going, man, this kid has all the raw tools. Uh, he's got the right head on his shoulders. He's a hard worker. Let's get him to work, but let's let him uh, ease in here. Let's not throw him to the fire because, Wegs, you and I have both seen time and time again, I mean, think about the Carr brothers, uh, but but the the older one who's now retired, who just he played for the Texans, got absolutely smoked, got sacked sixty plus times his first season. He was never the same quarterback again. You see it time and again. Teams rush out young quarterbacks that could be talented, but we never find out their true potential uh, because they're rushed onto the scene. The Packers are not going to make that mistake with Jordan Love. So I know it's really hard, especially in professional sports, to be patient. But be patient. Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback this year. I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely our quarterback next season. But down the road, look to 2023, uh, 2024, you might be really pleasantly surprised when we're drafting new talent around Jordan Love and he comes up and starts showing much like, again, don't like the comparisons, but, you know, the, the Chiefs did it a couple of years ago with Mahomes. They had a solid starter, certainly not Aaron Rodgers level in Alex Smith, but a solid starter, had a nice season. But then when it was time to turn it on, Mahomes cranked it up. Now, uh, again, uh, temper our expectations uh, because Aaron Rodgers is much better than uh, than Alex Smith is, and Jordan Love hasn't played a snap in the NFL. But, I mean, there are blueprints there that show that giving a quarterback time to adjust 
and be uh, be able to be a student of the game can serve him very well. And that wags is why I think Packer fans just need to be comfortable, need to be patient, and let Jordan Love take his time. And when he's ready, the Packers, I guarantee, will put him out on the field. Yeah. And, I mean, if Jordan Love proves that he's the guy ahead of Tim Boyle unequivocally, he'll be the number two. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But if he's not, and I think you summed it up very well. Uh, I'll give you the short version. Coming in cold as a backup quarterback in the middle of the third quarter is not an easy job to do. Uh, you have to remember that their their whole game plan is predicated on what Aaron Rodgers is going to do out there on the field. And the minute Tim Boyle has to come in or Jordan Love has to come in, you have to throw about – 75% of that out the window. So the question at that point is, who's going to manage the game from that point? And every game, that situation may differ uh, significantly, depending on, okay, if, 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 God forbid, Aaron gets hurt and he goes down early in the game or late in the game or whatever that is, are they winning? Are they losing? Is it a close game? You know, who are they playing, et cetera? Um, the fact of the matter is – more likely than not, they're going to want someone to come in, not screw up, <laughs> um, and be able to just kind of give them the best chance they can to hopefully, you know, steal a win uh, or, you know, maybe close out the game if they're ahead comfortably at that point. So if indeed it's Tim Boyle, it's more about, you know, it, can he come in and, and, and manage that game uh, in that situation uh, more likely as someone with a little bit more experience and, and knowing the full playbook, etc. Um, I could see a scenario where, again, if God forbid Aaron's hurt and, and he has to miss some extended time, perhaps uh, Tim Boyle is the primary backup, um, mm -hmm. but then the following week with the full week of practice, game planning, and reps, uh, they come out and announce that Jordan Love would be the starter ahead of Tim Boyle. So that could be another scenario, too, because uh, that gives the coaching staff an opportunity to have a full week of practice uh, to work and prepare Jordan Love uh, to go in there and play some football. Yeah, and, and you know, talking about Tim Boyle, I mean, I – I, I'm excited for him. I mean, I, I was reading some quotes I, I pulled up, and uh, Luke Getze, the Packers passing game uh, coordinator, talking about how last season he really became a pro, how he's just a sponge for Rodgers. And both Getze and Rodgers uh, have been quoted uh, as recently as just the last month or two about how he's really opened up his game mentally. So I think that he brings that addition to the film room as well. Right, Wags? I mean, I think that we, we all focus so much on what's going on on the field, and rightfully so, because that's where it matters. But I think that a lot of um, what happens on the field is affected by the mental aspects of it. And I think that Tim Boyle um, sticking around this season makes an awful lot of sense because he's been so good at sponging off of Rodgers. And I think that he really can be kind of that, um, that, that third guy in the room working with Rodgers, but also with Jordan Love. And I think that he's just an addition to this team at this point. I don't know how else to say it, uh, but I would agree with you, Wags. Um, should something happen, we don't want it to happen. Long term, there'd be an awful lot of pressure if Rodgers happened to be down for a long stretch of time to give Jordan Love the keys to the car. Uh, but I really do think at this point, uh, it's Timmy Boyle's job at number two. Um, but, but, you know, 
things change awful fast in the NFL, don't they? Okay, so very good. Um, it will be interesting to see some of the stories. Uh, it's, it's limited just to practice reps. There's not probably going to be quite as many uh, padded practices as you're used to. So um, it's going to come down to timing and repetition uh, for Jordan Love and, and being able to prove that he's ready to go out there and win that backup role right away here in year one. Uh, but uh, again, folks, uh, don't rush to judgment on this kid if indeed uh, he is not the primary backup ahead of Tim Boyle. I think there's a lot of reasons and factors that would go into that uh, as as we just discussed. So, um, Dane, any other storylines you think that we need to dig into with this quarterback position? I don't, I, I mean, I think for, we're, we're talking it, you know, I'm, I think that I'm eager uh, for, for this season to start. You and I were talking offline before we, we started recording, and uh, it's kind of an odd season. We would have already seen a couple preseason games, I think, at this point, Wags, and we'd be looking at every throw Jordan had made, and you know we'd be analyzing Aaron's body language on the sideline and how he's interacting with him and all that. And uh, we don't have any of that to go off of. But you know what? I'm actually really glad uh, in, in the quarterback room, at least, because uh, a little less TMZ, a little bit more football this season, I'm all about. So um, I'm just eager to, for the season to start. And they start hearing reports coming out about uh, this team's uh, progress and this quarterback group in particular, how they're progressing. But, uh, again, just to reiterate, this is Aaron Rodgers' team this year and I think uh, for the foreseeable future I really do I don't think that's a talking point I think Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for a couple more seasons at the very least and then we go from there Um, but but I I'm just I'm eager because um, all the talk aside this is a team again that was one game away from the Super Bowl and I have every um, expectation that this team is in the mix again going into 2020 and that's what we all need to be focusing in on not a quarterback controversy but the fact that this team is close and on the cusp of something really great yeah absolutely so um there's there's drama but there's also um just looking and taking a step back and a deep breath we've had incredible continuity at this position uh, and Dane it's it's uh, you and I are, are are maybe a little older than some of some of uh, our our fellow fans and listeners out there um and we've got we got to experience the full Brett Favre career as well um and some of uh, some of you fans that uh, are in the same boat as us i mean it's been an incredible run uh, of mm-hmm. continuity. So I think it's it's easy to look at all the drama that comes with Green Bay quarterback uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> during our lifetime, especially as we got to the end of, of Brett's career and now kind of seeing uh, the end coming with, with Aaron. Uh, but um, let's just uh, remember how fortunate we are uh, that we've had these guys uh, to be able to helm this position for for basically our full lifetime uh, between you and I as Packer fans. Yes, 100%. Um, I I just I, I hear you and I, I'm with you and I think Aaron Rodgers has at least one, but I think he's got a serious run in him still. And uh, I think that um, he's going to come out pissed this year. Uh, I, there's no other way to put it. 
Um, and I think that he's going to play some really nice football for this Packer organization. I still he's, think he's got some left, and, I, and I'm hopeful. I mean, full, full disclosure, Aaron Rodgers, my favorite football player to ever play the game. I, I've loved watching him play, and I just don't see this quite as his swan song yet. And um, I just I'm really eager, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him prove some of these national pundits wrong. Because uh, over the years, Wags, I think you and I can agree. One thing you don't want to do is count Aaron Rodgers out. Absolutely not. So, very good. So, I think that pretty much sums up uh, the yeah. quarterback uh, group. And, you know, we we got into this season, uh, you know, last season, and the future and beyond, I think, in this one. Uh, so, it was good to, to dive into that. And I hope you guys enjoy, uh, you know, uh, getting uh, the deep dive into this uh, situation with the quarterback room as well. Uh, we're really looking forward to, to football getting underway here, if you can't tell. Um, so we'll we'll be able to get a few more stories, hopefully, as practices get underway here shortly, uh, of what's, what we're hearing coming out of camp and, um, you know, what some of these guys have uh, an inside track to make the roster. You know, I did see that uh, Goody – uh, mentioned the other day in his press conference how difficult it is to evaluate these guys right now. So, and it's really unfortunate. I, I feel bad. We talked about, you know, Jalen Morton with the, the quarterback position. He certainly wasn't going to be someone that we expected to, to make the 53 man roster, but he probably really had a shot to be on the practice squad this year. And that's, that's an NFL job and an opportunity to develop and, and to be uh, in the quarterback room. Um, and unfortunately, just because of this situation, he's, he gets no shot at all. And, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of other young guys that are going to be in a similar situation uh, across this roster and across the league. And it's, it's really unfortunate because over the years we've, we've seen, there's a minimum of one or two guys that come out of nowhere uh, due to playing some of these preseason games and getting those repetitions and those opportunities in, in practice. They're just not going to get them this year. So um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what what we're able to you know ascertain and what we find out with this group uh, as we get later into the month. But I'm excited to get this underway. Uh, we've had enough of these previews. Uh, let's get some real football. So, um, Dane, any last thoughts here before we close out? Yeah, just, uh, folks, go back, listen to our previews. We've done every position group um, in depth. Um, most of it's held up. There's been a couple uh, roster adjustments since we started the previews, but I, I encourage everybody to listen to that. Also go back, listen to a lot of interviews. We had an opportunity to uh, interview a good number of uh, current players uh, this off season leading into training camp. So please go back and listen and rate our and review us as well. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, send us messages. Ask us questions. And uh, also on Instagram every Sunday night we do Facebook or excuse me an Instagram live uh, around 8 p.m. Central Time. Wags, I think that's it for plugging it on my end. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, say it with us. Go pack. Go, go. pack. Go. <laughs>